Down to Business on News Talk. Brought to you by FBD Insurance. Business insurance tailored to you. Visit fbd.ie today. Delighted to welcome to the Executive Chair this week, Liam Cox. He's the Re- Regional Manager for De- Deliveroo Ireland and he's very welcome to the programme. How are you, Liam? Good morning, Bobby. I'm very good. How are you doing? Now, you're an interesting character. You were born in <laughs> Zimbabwe, um, yes. but uh, spent 20-odd years in the UK. You're only 27 and you're an Irish passport holder, so I'm sort of intrigued as to your origins. Yeah, I'm a bit of a mixed bag, really. Um, my parents were actually both born in Zimbabwe, but <clears throat> their parents were Irish, Scottish, and English. Um, they all moved to Zimbabwe very, very early on, like 30s and 40s, set up camp, everything was going grand. And then, for those of you who know the Zimbabwean economy, took a bit of a nosedive. Um, the leadership turned into a bit of a dictatorship um, and it was just best for us to sort of move on. Now, now we have family in Canada, England, Ireland, New Zealand, sort of dot all around the place. Okay, all right. Now, um, you went to college in Manchester. Uh, you studied uh, business and economics. Correct. Uh, tell us a little bit about, did you work part-time in those days? Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, from the age of 14, I've worked. I have um, used to work in a corner shop when I was growing up. I then worked in a Weatherspoons type of restaurant before college, then went to university in Manchester, um, worked in a cocktail bar and a couple of restaurants, and I basically worked my entire time, pr- primarily in the catering services so delivery was a perfect fit for me okay and you do work in a call center at one time what was that Uh, like i did so when i left university with uh, business and economics it's a fairly broad Mm. subject so it didn't really give me a whole lot of context on what i wanted to go into um so i applied for the first job which was managing a small customer service team in a call center did that for two years it was um an interesting experience they're they're dynamic places we'll call it yeah that kind of environment uh it can be like where you're I suppose let's let's in some call centers now. I know some of them are service led in that you're solving problems for people, but others you're trying to sell surveys. You're trying to, and you can be I suppose seen as an imposition. Yes. Uh, um, and how do you manage that dynamic? Yeah, part of my job, unfortunately, managing the customer service team was also I dealt with the escalation calls. So when a customer was particularly incensed with whatever reason, <laughs> it was myself they passed on to. So it teaches you a whole lot of thick skin to get yelled at and called all names under the sun. So if you're the escalation man let's call it yeah. you know that when the customer gets to you he's going to be uh, yeah. like there's, there's kind of no doubt that he's yeah. going to be rightly cheesed off you get up out of your seat you take a deep <laughs> breath and like all right let's do it <laughs> okay well good 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 experience <laughs> I, could i suggest you start with uh deliveroo back in the uk yeah uh, yeah so i mean yeah. deliveroo itself was founded in um 2000 and 13 by an investment banker called Will Shue who moved over from New York. He moved to London and was basically not happy with the selection of delivery. Didn't like that he had no idea where his food was coming from, how long it would take. And basically with with a childhood friend of his, they set up Deliveroo. He set it up in a fairly affluent borough of London and didn't really expect it to grow as massively as it has. But it's now been five years. We're in 12 countries, 300 cities and are constantly growing. So. Wow, okay. And where was your first uh, job with Deliveroo then? Was that in Manchester? Yes, it was. So it was um, two years after I graduated. Once I left the call centre, I joined Deliveroo in the Manchester team as an operations associate. My job was literally onboarding riders for the first couple of months where I would go to the different cities. I looked after Liverpool, Leeds and Sheffield, would give them their kit, would help them get on the app and help them get on the road. And that was really how I started. And then um, within within six weeks, I was promoted to operations manager. I took over half of the Northwest. Um, and then after nine months, I was asked to come to Ireland to take over the business here. It was in a bit of a bad way. I needed turning around. And then September last year, was promoted to regional manager. So it's okay, been... so you look after the Irish operations then. Yeah. And could I suggest to you then, Liam, that you were, 
you know, the right man in the right place at the right time. Clearly, you you were just available. Uh, the business was young and just starting, and you seem to have riven, risen the crest of a wave within that organisation. 100%. I, yeah. I will tell anyone who asked that I wouldn't be in the position I am if I hadn't been lucky when I first got the job as the operations associate. I was hired by someone who himself was a year younger than me when he ran the Manchester business and took a bet on me. I've worked incredibly hard for the last three years and done a lot of stuff to get me to where I am. But yeah, a huge amount of it is that the company trusted me. I believed in what they were doing in it and it worked out perfectly for both of us. So you're now looking after age 27. Uh, you've yep. got 650 restaurant partners. Yep. Let's talk about the company, how the concept actually works. Um, and I see my own kids uh, think nothing of if there's four of them there, one person wanting Chinese, somebody else <laughs> wanting Mexican, somebody else wanting pizza, and they don't really care what's happening under the bonnet. Yeah. They just have an expectation that all these different cuisines will arrive from all these different places. Yeah, it's, um, it's a very it's a very elegant system on the outside, but inside it's incredibly complex. So the way it works is that a customer will go onto our app, they will choose out of the several hundred restaurants, um, they will order their food, that will then send a ping to the restaurant's tablet, which is, we give that to the restaurant, they accept it on their end, they prep the food and make sure it's ready. Within that time, we have also assigned a rider, who will, the rider will then make his way to the restaurant to perfectly arrive hopefully at the same time where the food is ready and he is there he picks it up takes it to the customer they can track all of it on their app and this is happening tens of thousands of times all across the world at any one time and just again just to get under the bonnet slightly mm. if if i'm ordering pizza and mexican and indian yeah. to one house uh, is that rider going to three places no potentially so at the moment you would have one rider would go to one restaurant, so you would have four different riders coming to your premises there. It is something we're looking at. If we know that there are two restaurants close by and two customers close by, we are looking at whether a rider could pick up those two orders from two different restaurants and deliver both of them. We need to make sure the food quality isn't impaired, though, yeah. and make sure that the customer experience isn't impaired. So, Can I ask you about that? Uh, you know, food is meant to be eaten hot. Mm. Uh, presentation is important. Yep. And is there a sort of, or sometimes can there be a compromise in relation to a, a, a particular type of food that is difficult to transfer, to keep it hot, to keep mm. it in the best condition. In other words, you know, are you always going to get second best if you choose to get a takeout rather than eat the food on the premises? I think if, if that was the case, the takeaway business wouldn't be as big as it is. I, I think we, we work incredibly hard with both of our restaurants and our riders to make sure that the food arrives in the best possible way. We have a packaging store where we work, where our account managers work with the restaurants, use the best packaging to transport their food. Obviously, things like pizza are notoriously hard to keep warm. Um, there's a brilliant restaurant um, in town actually called Fauna that do exceptional pizzas, and they have like inside foil lining on the pizza boxes to keep the pizza hot. They're brilliant. Wow. And on the rider side, we um, give them kit, which is thermally insulated backpacks. We give them training on how to carry the food. All of this is available on the website, so they can check in anytime they want. So we always try whatever we can to make sure the food arrives in the best possible quality. So approximately how many drivers have you employed in the country? Um, so there's about a thousand riders who work with us across the five cities on the island of Ireland. And how does it work for them? How do they how are they employed? Are they are they directly employed? Are they contractors? Yeah. Do they work so, for themselves? So all of the riders who work with Delivery Globally are self-employed contractors. Um, and the way they do that is that they are able to log in whenever they want for however long they want, choose whatever orders they want and then just sort of 
come and go whenever they feel it's okay so sort of the, the whole ability to have a and what do you see as the future for uh delivered food in ireland where where, where are we going because there's been massive developments yeah. i suppose over the last 10 years so so where do you see it going next that's a great question um i think what will happen is that we will move to a situation where the cost of food to be delivered comes down massively whether that's through technological improvements in food manufacturing, whether there are improvements in um, the delivery costs, there will be a way where the cost of food comes down. And I imagine people will end up ordering a lot more food than they do now. It, it's a thing that you see a lot in the US now where quite a lot of new home builds either don't have a kitchen or have a very, very small kitchen because people get the food delivered more often than they cook. So and I, I think Ireland's definitely quite far away from that, but I wouldn't be surprised if that's where where, where, where we all end up. Okay, well, listen, well done to you. You're, you're running a big organisation <laughs> and uh, you've done very well as a young lad and I can see you. you're very passionate about what you do. Liam Cox, uh, he's the man here in Deliveroo, Ireland. He's <laughs> delivering the hot food to you there uh, every evening when you order that pizza <laughs> or that Indian. So thank you for joining us, thank Liam. You,